Hello, everyone, and you're listening to Good News Today from Kathy Bacon. And I have to tell you how much I enjoy doing these podcasts. In the past, I've always uh, interviewed someone and um, had a conversation. That was a lot of fun, but this is a lot of fun too. So I'm happy that I have the opportunity to do these podcasts with a really good microphone, by the way, uh, that I just purchased. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but this is a letter to grandma and it has to do with the COVID-19. Um, many people have isolated themselves, which is wonderful. And many people have sort of gone lax on that. Um, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that it's totally up to you on what you do. But this is a really great uh, letter to grandma that was written uh, by their older son with kids. So here it goes. Dear Grandma, we know you're itching to see your grandkids after spending the last few weeks in isolation, but a visit with family may not be the safest idea at the moment. Staying home is the best way to stop the spread of the coronavirus. But if your heart is set on a play date, there are always ways to make your visit safer. Please remember, though, that there's risks involved with seeing your grandchildren, even if you can resist giving them a hug. Please consider the risk. We talked to Dr. Samir Sinha. He's a director of geriatrics for the Sinai Health System and the University Health Network in Toronto. And this is what he says. Until there's a vaccine, the most vulnerable people should continue to stay home if they can. That includes grandparents over 60 like you and people with chronic illnesses. You see, people in those categories are more likely to become severely ill if they contract the coronavirus. We don't want that to be you. I think the pandemic has been really hard for everybody, but social isolation is a particular issue for older adults, he says. One of the greatest joys for older people is seeing younger people in their lives and having intergenerational connections. It's a tricky balance, we know. On one hand, meaningful connections are hugely important. They can enrich and even prolong your life. But seeing a loved one means you interact with people you haven't seen in weeks. You've spent their isolations in a different environment than you. You have to decide whether that risk is worth it to you. Let's talk about it. Maybe you think we, your loving family members, have banned you from visiting. There is this tension between families where older people feel their families are being overprotective of them or infringing on their rights, Sinha says. It doesn't have to be a stalemate. Let's talk about it. And let's talk it out. It should be a shared choice, Sinha says. That person hears why their loved one actually wants to protect them. And this prompts a conversation and helps the person understand. While I'm worried about you getting COVID-19, I appreciate that you want to protect me from that. Discuss why you want to visit and acknowledge the risk involved. Have you been staying home and limiting your exposures? Or have you had to work daily in environments that could expose them to the virus? If it's the second one, it's best to visit virtually. 
follow the safest protocol. There's no way to ensure total safety, but there are steps we can all take to keep the risk as low as possible. These are recommendations that Sinha gives and they've been developed with the American Red Cross Scientific Advisory Council. Be well. Make sure you're not sick when you plan to visit, whether that means a runny nose, fever, or stomach ache, any form of illness. We won't let you visit if any of us are sick either. Wear masks. Keep it on the duration of your visit if you can. If you're asymptomatic, masks help keep you from breathing out the virus. And you can learn how to make your own, right? Everyone's making masks. Wash your hands. As soon as you walk in, wash your hands for 20 seconds with soap and water. As your family will disinfect frequently, touch services before you arrived. Greet without touch. Try not to greet us with a kiss or hug, as hard as that may be to resist. And it is, we know. Keep your distance. You know the drill. Keep at least six feet of distance. We know it's weird. Sinha also recommends his older patients re-up their vaccinations, particularly against the flu and pneumonia. If you do come down with the coronavirus, there's a higher chance you may also become infected with pneumonia or the flu at the same time. Multiple illnesses will stress out your immune system. Pace yourself when you're visiting. So it's decided, you're visiting. Now you may need to pick which family members gets first dibs on you. When you visit multiple people, the possibility that you'll be exposed to the virus grows. Dr. William Schaffner told us he's an infectious disease specialist at the Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. Start off with a few people or just one at a time, Schaffner says. This is not the time to have a once in 20 year family reunion. Here's another consideration that may sway your choice. Children younger than five may have trouble adhering to social distancing measures if they or you can't resist bear hugs or slobbery cheek kisses. Consider visiting families with older children, Sinha says. Let's meet outside. Schaffner suggests we choose the great outdoors as a reunion venue, like a park or garden, where we can stay safely distancing from each other. Transmission is likely, is unlikely outside as long as we're keeping six feet apart, thanks to constant airflow, Schaffner says. But it's best to wear a mask anyway to prevent asymptomatic transmission should we accidentally come close. One last thing. We, your doting relatives, love you dearly. These guidelines aren't ideal and we've never had to do anything like this before. But if we take these measures now, we'll do our part to stop the spread of the coronavirus. And when this pandemic is through, we can bring on the bear hugs again. Oh, and keep washing your hands. Yours sincerely, the people who love you. So there you have it. If you are isolating and um, haven't seen your family, Good on you, good on you, because that really does stop the spread of the coronavirus. If in fact you have to see him, I have given you different ways that grandma can see her loved ones because I'm a grandma myself and I am dying. I mean, dying to see my grandson. I have not seen him since, oh my gosh, Christmas. <laughs> 
yeah, Christmas. So it's been a long time since I've seen him and I really, really would love to see him. Uh, as our um, time grows closer to lifting quarantine, I'm hoping I will see him. But my whole concern for myself and the choices I have made is not to see people, not to see my family members because I am 62. And um, even though I have the opportunity to see some family members, I've chosen not to because uh, they have been around and I have been to stores. Uh, I have not spent a lot of time visiting anybody. It's mostly been to the grocery store and back and to my walk in the morning and home. And uh, it's the same for my family members. My husband or my daughter's husband is in the late 50s range and uh, he has kind of a low immune system. So we've chosen not to see each other, which um, is okay for right now. I, uh, like I said, I do miss them, but this is a no joke. <laughs> this is absolutely a no joke. But again, it is your choice, what you decide to do and how you decide to do it. There is no judgment. It's just a matter of choice. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Good News Today, and I'm Kathy Bacon. We're all in this together.